Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June, and it is a solo pod tonight. Uh, Greg cannot be with us tonight. Uh, don't don't worry, he'll be back uh, on on Wednesday or Thursday for y'all. But he'll be back. So, um, but solo pod tonight. But um, yeah, man, week five. It was uh, it was it was tough, man. It was tough. A, a lot of low scores out there, uh, especially at the quarterback position. Um, you know, so we haven't had Josh Allen and and Ryan Tannehill and. Uh, I mean, by the time you, you listen to this podcast, uh, Drew Brees and Justin Herbert will have played. But uh, for the most part, uh, scoring around uh, leagues were relatively low. Um, and, yeah, some other gut-punching injuries, man. Some really bad ones. So um, we'll recap, you know, week five, the week that was, uh, as we always do. Uh, start with the quarterback position. Uh QB one on the week thus far. Patrick Mahomes thirty point seven fantasy points. Uh, standard quarterback scoring twenty two of forty three, three hundred forty yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Also added six carries for twenty one yards on the ground and, and a rushing touchdown. This is kind of what I expected from from Patrick Mahomes in this game. Uh, didn't expect it to come in a loss though, so that was definitely. Uh, tough to, to watch the Chiefs lose. Uh, not that I'm a Chiefs fan and by any means, but um, yeah, man, it was an interesting football. The Raiders uh, sneaking up, sneaking one by by the Chiefs there. Uh, but the, another team that snuck one by, man, the that would be uh, the Miami Dolphins sneaking one by the San Francisco 49ers. Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in as the QB two major part of that. Uh, gr- shout out to Greg, man. He said to play him. I, I thought it was a bit risky with. With uh, Tua potentially waiting in the wings, but Ryan Fitzpatrick comes through with a with a more than solid performance here. Twenty seven point six fantasy points and half point PPR scoring. Um, twenty two of twenty eight, three hundred and fifty passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and then again adding to that rushing floor, three carries for sixteen yards, um, and then the QB three on the week. Uh, my my honorable mention start of the week. Uh, but Kyler Murray, 27.3 uh, fantasy points, 27 of 37, 380 yards, one touchdown, one interception, uh, nine carries, 31 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Kyler Murray absolutely just, you know, balling against the New York Jets as expected. Um, but rounding out the court, the top 12 at the quarterback position, Deshaun Watson coming in as the QB4, Russell Wilson the QB5, Jared Goff 6, Derek Carr 7, Ben Roethlisberger 8, Teddy Bridgewater 9, Gardner Minshew 10, Carson Wentz 11, uh, Baker Mayfield 12. Um, There were no honorable mentions at the quarterback position because even, you know, QB12, Baker Mayfield didn't even uh, put up that, that great of a performance in this one. Um, but in terms of the Jags at the position, 
definitely going to have to go with Lamar Jackson. Uh, that was not a, a great performance there. Uh, obviously, we knew he had the knee. Um, and, you know, he he was dealing with, with a stomach virus. But, you know, this is definitely not something that you wanted to see uh, with, you know, a matchup here against the Bengals. Um, but um, Matt Ryan also stunk it up. Uh, I mean, I said it before uh, during the game preview. You know, I think Matt Ryan's going to miss Julio and uh, seems like that came to fruition there. Um, let me see. Uh, and then also, you know, Daniel Jones, man, uh, high over under here against uh, the Dallas Cowboys, this Dallas Cowboys defense. Uh, you know, he just, for whatever reason, didn't didn't come through here in this one. I know uh, both Greg and I were very high on him this week uh, coming into this matchup. And, um, yeah, just did not come through this week. Uh, uh, moving on to the running back position, the RB1 on the week, man. This guy is continuing to get it done for us in the absence of Christian McCaffrey, but that is Mike Davis, uh, Carolina Panthers running back Mike Davis, 25.4 half-point PPR scoring. Uh, this guy got you 16 of 89, uh, nine catches on 10 targets, 60 receiving yards, and one touchdown reception. Uh, this guy's been absolutely balling in the absence of Christian McCaffrey, just totally getting it done. Uh, so if you know if you were able to to get to get him, I mean, you know, I know that we were talking about trying to sell high on him, and it might be close to impossible at this point. But just continue to to get this production, and and you know, I think that at some some point or another, uh, the, you know, I'm not saying that Christian McCaffrey is going to lose his job or anything, but. Uh, I don't think I don't see how Carolina could keep Mike Davis off of, you know, the football field or out of this offense, uh, you know, considering what he's been doing or, um, you know, how he's been performing thus far. Um, the the RB two on the week that is going to be Zeke Elliott, um, you know, and obviously I'm going to talk about you know what the the injury of of uh, of Dak Prescott means to this Cowboys offense, but uh, Zeke Elliott, who had 23 fantasy points, 19 carries, 91 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and then one catch on two targets for 14 yards. Um, you know, obviously, I th- you know we're gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about what it means for this whole offense, the injury to Dak Prescott. But uh, I think right off the bat, it helps somebody like a. Uh, like Zeke Elliott more than people might think. I mean, I know that people are probably thinking, oh, well, you know, uh, Andy Andy Dalton coming in, this is probably a, a blow to this Dallas Cowboys offense. And you know what? Maybe it's a blow to the receivers, you know, a, a little bit, uh, a slight tick. But in terms of Zeke Elliott, um, yeah, man, I think that he gets a major bump here, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, um RB3 on the week, Todd Gurley, sell high, guys, sell high. 23 fantasy points, 14 carries, 121 yards, one rushing touchdown, uh, four catches on five targets for 29 yards. Uh, sell high, y'all. I mean, look, this guy had a 50, it was a 50-something yard touchdown run here, which basically inflates his, his, his stat line. Um, he 
was not as nearly as effective as the stat line uh, might might tell you. Um, and look, man, I mean, he's he he played he played a little bit. Um, you know, he he had he did look better in this game than he has all year. Um, the targets, the target share going up or the target number going up, that was nice. That's good to see. But again, um, you know, I like to to have running backs that are, you know, gonna provide a safe floor in terms of what they could do as pass catchers. And Todd Gurley in this Falcons offense hasn't shown that yet, so um that's kind of where I'm at there. I would sell high. That's just my opinion. Obviously, you all can do what you what you want, but um my opinion would be to sell high on Todd Gurley at this point. Uh the RB four on the week, Miles Sanders, RB five, Josh Jacobs, RB six, Daryl Henderson, the RB seven, uh, Chase Edmonds, the RB eight, Miles Gaskin, the RB nine, Dalvin Cook, the RB ten, Chris Carson, the RB eleven, Kareem Hunt, and the RB twelve, uh, Devontae Freeman. Uh, shouting out some studs, man. Uh, Josh Jacobs getting it done against this Chiefs uh, defense. Obviously, we know that uh, you know. Um, you know, this Chiefs defense is a little bit beatable on, on the ground. Uh, didn't trust the game script there, but they, they got some positive game script there, the Raiders did, and, and Josh Jacobs was able to kill a little bit, getting two rushing touchdowns there. Uh, Daryl Henderson coming through, uh, you know, continuing to to show out in that Rams backfield. I mean, he's continuing to look really good. I mean, you know, he was a he's a guy that I, I really liked a lot as a prospect last year. Um, I thought that the Rams were were ready to move on from him with the drafting of uh, Cam Akers, but uh, Daryl Henderson continuing to show that he deserves to get touches in this backfield as well. And then Miles Gaskin, man, uh, coming through, fi- my man finally scored a touchdown. Uh, that is the difference between being the RB eight and being. Uh, the RB20, uh, again, Miles Gaskin, he's, he's, he's going to be a, he's going to be safe. He's going to be, uh, you know, a real safe guy for you every single week. Uh, that reception floor is always going to be there. I don't bank on him getting a touchdown every week, but, uh, when he gets it, it's nice. Um, if you can try to sell, sell Miles Gaskin, I, I think I would. But at the same time, I'm not going out of my way to do that because uh, he's, you know, a safe flex for you every single week. Um, and then also want to shout out Ronald Jones uh, showing out on Thursday Night Football. We talked about him a little bit, but uh, definitely came through. And then uh, Jonathan Taylor coming through with the touchdown. So. Uh, that made his 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 day look a little bit better than than it had than it uh, it had in recent weeks. Also got the touch number up as well, um, and then uh, Alexander Madison. I mean, he just showed what he could do if uh, he were to get this backfield to himself. Uh, something we'll obviously talk about a little bit later with the uh, potential injury to Dalvin Cook, um, and then but you know moving on to some Jags, man. You know the just the guys of the week. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, man, I mean, I don't even know what to make of that situation. Uh, I just, I never imagined, you know, a situation where, um, Jarek McKinnon would just completely fall out of, uh, favor in this entire, uh, 
Niners backfield. Uh, for him to walk away with, hold on, pull it up. For him to walk away with with one rush attempt and and two car- two catches on four targets and and five yards. Um, yeah, that's that's not great. That's not what you want to see. Um, you know, it's just it. Ha- you know, we thought that maybe. Maybe with with Moster coming off of coming back off the injury that we would see, um, you know, M- uh, McKinnon gets get you know some some semblance of 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 significant work, uh, and that didn't happen. Uh, another guy that didn't come through this week, Antonio Gibson. We thought this guy was ready. I mean, he showed out against Baltimore last week. Um, thought that he was ready to show out against the Rams this week, but. Um, I mean that Rams defense is is you know does have some some guys on it for sure, uh, but you know definitely uh, want to see better better production from him going forward. Um, and then you know Le'Veon Bell uh, again, Adam Gase man, that's a how Le'Veon Bell only gets one target in a game like this uh, doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you know, somebody had actually tweeted that out, and Le'Veon Bell had liked it. So uh, that <laughs> that was interesting, and that will be that will continue to be interesting. Um, so we'll see what happens with Le'Veon Bell, uh, and if if Adam Gase uh, continues to be the, the head coach of the New York Jets. Uh, James Robinson uh, had a, had a dud week. Uh, the first, you know significant dud of of the year. I mean last week wasn't great either. Uh maybe you buy low on a James Robinson. I think that would be the move. Um go and buy low on a James Robinson. Uh I know one guy I would trade straight up for James Robinson and that would be Mark Ingram. This guy has just been oh man, this guy's been a, he's been killing you. Uh you can't do anything with him. Um I mean he's He's borderline snip snip for me, but we're not even really gonna go there uh, right now at this point. Uh, moving on to the wide receiver position, though, the number one guy on the week, uh, man, Chase Claypool. This one hurts and it doesn't hurt. Uh, it feels great at the same time. It is absolutely bonkers. But Chase Claypool, thirty nine point one fantasy points. And half PPR scoring. My man, seven catches on 11 targets, 110 yards, three receiving touchdowns. Also added three catches or three carries for six yards and one rushing touchdown as well. My man went absolutely bananas. Four touchdowns in this game, man, uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Though I say it hurt me because. Uh, Deontay Johnson, you guys know, all you out there listening know that I'm a huge fan of Deontay Johnson. Uh, I was, I've been a huge fan of his, but, uh, he got banged up again in this one, which, um, I don't even know if it opened up the opportunity here for Chase Claypool, or this seemed like something that the Steelers used, uh, the bye week here that they had to, to, uh, incorporate Claypool into this offense because uh, his snaps had gone up significantly uh, even last week when, or uh, you know, last game when uh, Deontay Johnson suffered the concussion. So um, do you know we're going to talk about Claypool a little bit later? 
Um, but the wide receiver two on the week, Travis Fulgham, man, uh, 26.2 fantasy points and half PPR scoring. This The Eagles uh, wide receiver went 10 catches, 13 targets, 152 yards, and one touchdown. That is absolute crazy stat line right there from Travis Fulgham. Uh, nobody saw that coming at all. Uh, I mean, somebody sure did, but not not many did at all. So Travis Fulgham, he'll be another guy that we talk about for sure. Um, Brandon Cooks, man, wide receiver three on the week. I told y'all last week. I, look, I'm not. I wasn't gonna give up on him quite yet. Uh, he was still out there. He was still running the routes. Curious to see how the offense was would uh, operate with with uh, you know the new OC Tom Kelly, but. Uh, Brandon Cooks, 26.1 fantasy points, 8 catches, uh, 12 yards, or sorry, 8 catches on 12 targets, 161 yards, and a touchdown. Um, So definitely a great stat line by him, great game by Brandon Cooks there. Uh, And then the wide receiver 4 on the week, Adam Thielen, man, uh, the the wide receiver 5, Greg start of the week, my man called it. A multi-touchdown game by DK Metcalf. He said he could feel it coming, and he got it. DK Metcalf, uh, wide receiver five on the week. DeAndre Hopkins, a wide receiver six. Uh, Jamison Crowder, the wide receiver seven. Will Fuller, the wide receiver eight. Henry Ruggs, a wide receiver nine. Uh, Preston Williams, a wide receiver ten. Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver eleven, and then DJ Moore, the wide receiver twelve. Uh, my man. Uh, Henry Ruggs, man, Greg said it, go pick him up, go ahead and grab that man before, uh, before the game starts, stash him, uh, if you played him, you know, kudos to you, but killed it, um, who else, uh, Preston Williams, my man coming back from the dead, had five targets in this one, was able to go over 100 yards and a touchdown, uh, DJ Moore also coming back from the dead. Gotta love that one. Uh, got in the end zone, uh, fifty on a fifty-yard touchdown, a catch and run. That was awesome. Uh, where where else? Oh, Darius Slayton came through big time. Uh, Hollywood Brown, uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown, Ravens wide receiver also came through with his, uh, you know, so, some sort of, somewhat of a big game there for him. I think I think bigger's yet to come for him though. Um and then now we move on to the Jags, man. Uh Tyler Lockett, there's two weeks in a row. Um which means the boom game's gotta be coming from Tyler Lockett because we can't we can't get two of these in a row. Uh it seems like him and DK are gonna flip flop. It just it's so weird though. It seems like before Tyler Lockett had had this consistency earlier in the year, but now it seems like DK is just every week, man. He's getting that touchdown or those two touchdowns or 100 yards. Um, but then uh, Justin Jefferson, my wide receiver start of the week, did not come through here. Uh, did still see five targets, but not the did not go over the 100 yards that you wanted to see. Um, Terry McLaurin uh, had the tough matchup with Jalen Ramsey, so we'll forgive him for that one. But... Uh, did not come through there uh, at the wide receiver position. Moving on to the tight end position, though, uh, the number one guy on the week, that would be Travis Kelsey, 
20.8 fantasy points, 8 catches on 12 targets, 108 yards, and 1 touchdown reception. Uh, Travis Kelsey absolutely killing it, continuing to show uh, his uh, his chemistry with, with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and then Mark Andrews, the uh, tight end 2 on the week, 14.6 fantasy points, 6, of, six catches on 9 targets, 56 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, shout out to you if you were able to go buy a Mark Andrews because people were tilting after uh, weeks two and three because my man is, uh, you know, continuing to, to uh, you know, down by the red zone, man. He dominates. I don't know what it is. Uh, Lamar loves throwing it to him down there. So uh, got to love uh, some Mark Andrews, man. Uh, and then the tight end three on the week, that would be Darren Waller, uh, 13.3 fantasy points. Uh, five catches on seven targets, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and it was not a great tight end week, I'll tell you that. Uh, tight end four, Darren Fells. Tight end five, Mike Gusecki. Tight end six, Gerald Everett. Tight end seven, Jimmy Graham. The tight end eight, Evan Ingram. The tight end nine, Will Disley. The tight end 10, uh, Irv Smith. The tight end 11, Austin Hooper. The tight end 12, Cameron Bray. Uh Some studs. Um, yeah, man, I mean... Mike Gusecki, again, that's my breakout guy. I told you I'm not worried about him. This guy's got top, I mean, I said top three, but he's got top five tight end upside every week. Um, You know, uh, another guy, Austin Hooper. Look, he's not, he's not dead. Uh, He's definitely not dead. I would, uh, I advise, you know, potentially, I mean, next week they got Pittsburgh. Uh, so maybe you don't pick him up then, but I think we can go back to being able to play this guy. Um, and then other guys. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that, oh, yeah, I mean, so moving on to the Jags. Uh, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, Tyler Higby, Eric Ebron, Hayden Hurst, Ian Thomas, Moali Cox. All had less fancy points than Gronk. Uh, I wish that Greg was here because it would hit a whole lot harder if he was. Because <laughs> I just wanted to say that because I thought it was fun, really funny. But uh, Tyler Higby, man, I think people are panicking. I know people don't want to talk about it because, you know, George Kittle, he just, my man just came off a 15 catch game. Like, we're going to forgive him for that. Zach Ertz, I mean, we kind of already knew where we were at. Uh, I mean, if you were listening to me, he was my bust. I told you not to list, not to draft him, but it is what it is. We're here now. Nothing you can do about it. Um, you you got to continue to play him. I mean that that's really that's really all you can do. You, you got to continue to play him. Uh, I mean maybe you try to trade him. Uh, maybe you try to like throw him into like on a deal um, if you have another tight end. But uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't know what to what you do about Zach Ertz. Uh, but Tyler Higby, man, he's got to be killing you because uh, you were taking him. I mean, he's not killing you. You were taking him a little bit later. Um, but, you know, to sit there and see Gerald Everett, you know, showing out a little bit, that's got to make you a little bit concerning. Um, and, you know, you're chasing the dragon now with that three-touchdown game because you you were really hoping, um, you know, that, that that happens again and and – now you're afraid that if you bench him, that it's not going to happen. And so, um, 
yeah, I, I honestly, there's nothing you could really do at this point. I mean, I guess the question is, would you pick up Everett? Uh, I, I think I would just continue to hold tight. Uh, I think I would just hold tight. I would hold tight with Higby. Um, and I mean, obviously monitor the Everett situation, but, uh, yeah, that's definitely a tough one. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, tight end is tough. It is tough. It is, it's going to be tough. We know that. We, we always know that. So um, it is what it is. But moving on to the, to the injury portion of, of, the, of the show, man. And this one is tough, man. Uh, Dak Prescott, uh, definitely prayers go out to him. Um, compound fracture and dislocation of his right ankle. He underwent surgery on Sunday night. So I want to wish him you know, the best in his recovery. And hopefully the Cowboys can do right by him and pay that man. Cause uh, obviously we know come, he was playing on the franchise tag this year, uh, no long-term security in that deal. And, uh, definitely, you know, want to see, you know, him recover fully from this injury and, and, and bounce back and, 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 you know, get, get what he, get what he deserves, man. That's really, that's really it for, for, for me and Dak what I got to say about that. But uh, then Dalvin Cook, he left Sunday night's game with a groin injury. Um, that is definitely tough there. Um, you know, so he was on his way to a really good game when it happened as well. Um, but we saw Alexander Madison uh, pop in and continue to, uh, you know, to show to show well in, in, his, in his absence as well, over 100 yards. 100 yards rushing, I should say, on, on 20 carries. So uh, definitely not concerned about him and, and what he'll what he'll do in his absence. But definitely uh, Dalvin Cook had the MRI. Uh, Mike, head coach Mike Zimmer said he's not overly concerned or it went pretty well. Uh, so it seems like they're not overly concerned about it. Um, so something to monitor uh, if you are the Dalvin Cook manager for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, again, you just have to monitor that situation and, uh, you know, hopefully he can play in week six against the Atlanta Falcons, but you know, that's just something that you're just going to have to, uh, wait and see on why, uh, chiefs wide receiver Sammy Watkins is also expected to miss a, a few, a couple weeks with a hamstring injury, according to. Uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN. So uh, that's something to note. Uh, we talked about Miko Hardman as somebody to pick up as well. Uh, I mean, pick up before the game started. Um, just, you know, to kind of, you know, as a even as a potential wide receiver handcuff through this game. Uh, so hopefully uh, some of you, you all did that. Um, Demarcus Robinson also becomes a viable pickup. Obviously, that's something that, that we're going to talk about uh, in in a little bit. Moving on to the waiver wire, uh, who are gonna the top guys that we're gonna add off the waiver wire this week? Starting at the position that we always deem to be the most important position, that is going to be uh, the running back position. And I'm starting with Alexander Madison, man. I mean, uh, obviously we understand the situation with Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, frankly, if you're the Dalvin Cook manager, you should have already had Alexander Madison rostered. That's what Greg was saying, I think, last week. Um, 
But either way, uh, if you don't have him rostered, we got to go get him. If you are the Dalvin Cook manager, you have to prioritize uh, Alexander Madison, and then you're going to have to keep him on your roster uh, going forward. Um, you know, obviously, if you're the Dalvin Cook manager, you prioritize more. Uh, it does seem like there's a possibility that Dalvin Cook may be able to play in Week 6 against Atlanta. And if that is the case, uh, if he is able to play, uh, that would limit, you know, if I'm not the Dalvin Cook manager, that would limit how hard I go after Alexander Madison. But I would still go after him a decent amount Um just in case uh, the other manager doesn't, uh, just to, I can have him on my roster uh, because we do understand Dalvin Cook uh, is somebody that uh, has been known to be a little bit injury prone. Um, and so, you know, if that's something that happens again later in the year, then something that we can potentially leverage as well. So, um, definitely going to want to do that whether we are the Dalvin Cook manager or we're not the Dalvin Cook manager. Now that's all we really got at the wide or at the running back position, but now we move on to the wide receiver position, and there's one guy at the top of the list and one guy only. That is Chase Claypool, um, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver. Again, we talked about him earlier. He was number one wide receiver on the week. Dude went absolutely nuts this week. Four touchdowns against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, yeah, I mean, this guy's rostered in only 17% of Yahoo League. So he is out there. He's readily available. Uh, you know, with the injury to Deontay Johnson, who injured his back, uh, obviously dealt with the concussion last week. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, he's not uh, being, he's not as productive I would go after Claypool hard. Um, I'm I'm talking hard. I mean, this is a guy that uh, he's he's somebody that I really liked as a prospect coming out. You knew that he was raw, but when the Steelers draft a receiver, I, I you know that gets my attention. Uh, so when they drafted the the big kid uh, Chase Claypool, you know who again he's six five, two hundred thirty eight pounds. You know runs four four sub four four. Uh, this guy is an absolute freak, so you're gonna want to grab him. I mean, and this is no, this is no, uh, you know, fluke of a game here. I mean, you know, uh, this is uh, courtesy of of John Daigle of Roto World, but uh, he posted this on Twitter. Uh, Claypool's usage with Deontay Johnson banged up the last two games. Seventy three percent of the snaps, a route on seventy four percent of uh, Ben Roethlisberger's dropbacks. Uh, 37% slot rate, 15 targets, uh, manufactured touches from the backfield and inside the 10-yard line. Uh, you know, so like this guy has been used as an absolute stud or as a as a weapon for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I expect that to continue. I would go. I'm talking hard after this guy. I mean, 50% of 50% of my budget. Um, 40% of my budget, uh, I'm talking real hard. I would go after this guy, Chase Claypool. Um, next up, Henry Ruggs, wide receiver. Uh, he's a guy that we obviously talked about. Uh, we highlighted heading into this matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he's somebody that, again, he's, you know, 
very Tyreek Hill-ish, right, in terms of, of what he's going to get you. I mean, he had two ca- two catches, 118 yards, and a touchdown on three targets. Um, but this guy is is he he makes your day. He makes your makes your fantasy day in one play, right? This, uh, but he's out there, 44% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Um, you know, I wouldn't go nuts on him. Um, you know, maybe 20% of my budget, 25% of my budget, uh, you know, but I, I wouldn't go completely nuts on him. Uh, did have, you know, was banged up again with the, uh, hamstring injury. So, uh, definitely something to note there. Um, and then moving on to the wide receiver position, uh, Brandon cooks. And I know he's somebody that was available. He, he was dropped last week. Uh, 44% of Yahoo leagues, but um, he's a guy that, uh, you know, we saw this offense with, uh, you know, with without Bill O'Brien calling plays, it seemed to be a little bit more productive. We saw a more comfortable Deshaun Watson, and so um, I would expect Brandon Cooks to be, uh, to continue to uh, to be to be productive going forward. A guy, actually, I would slide ahead of Brandon Cooks, uh, that would be a guy that we also talked about before that Chiefs game. That would be Miko Hardman, uh, 40% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Uh, we obviously know that the uh, we talked about the Sammy Watkins injury, how he'll be out uh, a couple weeks, um, according to Adam Schefter. So if he misses significant time, then, you know, Miko Hartman is somebody that will immediately slide in, see significant targets in this Chiefs offense. Um, and so I, I, I really like that a lot. Um, and then um, my guy, LaVisca Chenault, man, he's he's 34% roster. We got to get this guy up. We've been talking about this guy since week one. Uh, he's He's been productive every week. Uh you know, in in half point PPR scoring, he's 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 been getting it done for you. So um, I continue. I'd like him uh, continue to 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 go get him. And again, with the wide receiver position, uh, outside of Chase Claypool, who I'm going hard after, uh, Henry Ruggs, uh, Miko Hardman, I'll go decently hard after. But a guy like Lavisca Chenault, like you don't have to go that hard after him. Uh, you can get him for like. You know, a, a you know two, three, four, five dollars a fab, five uh, percent of your budget here, and uh, you know that'll be able to get it done. Uh, so you know, I, I you could put somebody like him, and maybe he doesn't get the upside, but um, you know he's somebody that can can definitely help get it done for you. And then another guy that I actually really really like, he's a guy that I was going out and picking up. Uh, before this Monday night game here, uh, that was Mike Williams, rostered in 39% of Yahoo leagues, uh, gets to play the New York Jets next week, so uh, that's going to be a uh, a great matchup there. Oh, looks like that game was moved, so I take that back. Hey, he's on by now. That game was moved, um, but uh, he was slated to play the New York Jets next week. Uh, I guess that. Uh, scheduling things happened with with COVID and whatnot, so uh, no longer playing 
playing that game, but he gets Jacksonville, then Denver, then Vegas, then Miami, then the Jets. So he the, the, the schedule is great for him when he gets back, and it's great for Herbert when he gets back as well. So, uh, yeah, gotta like gotta like that going forward there for sure. Um, now moving on to the quarterback position, if you are the Dak Prescott manager or uh, you're looking to stream a quarterback this week. Um, two options available to you. Uh, the first one, if you're the Dak Prescott manager, uh, should, I mean, pretty pretty clear uh, there that uh, Andy Dalton presents a good option. They've got Arizona coming up this week, um, who is, you know, been who's been pretty bad against against quarterbacks, especially uh, Buda Baker, their star safety is uh, is not uh, you know he's not healthy, so uh, that's a you know a, you know a ding to their secondary there, and so Andy Dalton, who's only three percent rostered, I think he uh, provides a ton of value, especially in superflex leagues. Uh, I mean this offense is loaded, uh, so you know he's gonna provide a safe. Uh, floor week to week. Plus, we also know that this Cowboys defense is terrible. So, um, you know, that should provide week to week production there for you as well. Uh, and then another guy who's he's kind of bombed for us, like I feel like three weeks in a row now. But um, this next matchup he has is literally, uh, I feel like it's it's you know, bomb proof. Uh, that that would be Kirk Cousins in this matchup he has coming up against Atlanta. He's only 32% rostered. Uh, he had a matchup against Seattle yesterday, which he uh, just kind of did okay in. And so uh, this matchup against uh, Atlanta, I mean, they give up the most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Uh, they did going into week five at least. So, uh, you know, they... they you know, and Teddy Bridgewater finished the QB eight, I think, or something near that. So, uh, can't be far off from still doing something along those lines. So, I, I like the prospects of uh, a Kirk Cousins this week. Uh, at the tight end position, uh, I, I like Austin Hooper, man, fifty-five percent rostered. I know that's usually, you know, that's above the fifty percent that we usually, uh, you know, do on this show, but fifty-five percent rostered uh, is continuing to see. Uh, more targets, had a 27% target share in his last game with Baker Mayfield on Sunday. Uh, so, you know, I, I I I like the idea of adding him. You know, he's somebody that the industry was high on. Um, and, you know, I think we were high on him rightfully so. I just, you know, he just went away from what we believed in in terms of drafting um, tight ends, you know, in late, you know, in the in the later rounds, uh, you know, or going against drafting tight ends in the middle round, sometimes something we don't want to do. So, um, yeah, I, I like the idea of adding him now in, in leagues. So if you can go ahead and add him, uh, I think that that's something that makes a ton of sense. Um, and then next up, the other tight end that I want to bring up is Trey Burton. Um, I know it's been a while since we probably talked about Trey Burton, but he is uh, currently um, available in one percent of Yahoo leagues, and uh, he apparently the last two weeks has led all uh, Colts tight ends in 
uh, targets and routes run. So um, definitely uh, interesting. We know that Philip Rivers likes to target the tight end position. So uh, Trey Burton, he's somebody that, you know, makes a ton of sense, uh, runs, you know, has been basically a glorified receiver everywhere he's been. So uh, got to love that there, uh, the prospects of Trey Burton, if you're in need of tight end help. Um, but yeah, that's really all I got here in terms of the waiver wire show. Uh, I, I know it's, you know, it's probably different coming from me, probably like hearing it come from Greg, but anyway, um, appreciate you all coming out to listen, uh, catch us next week. Uh, I mean, there's no Thursday night football this week, so, uh, we'll, we'll play, we got something planned. We'll, we'll be here. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, uh, as always, thank you for listening. Please rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you're listening. Um, also, if you could follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Um, please rate and review the podcast wherever, wherever it is that you're listening. Have a good one, everyone. And we are out. Music.